Well, good morning. Welcome to chapel this morning. It is, it is my privilege this morning to invite a friend of mine up here to share with you. Um, the Lord has put something really specific on her heart for you. And so what I've learned in those moments is just to get out of the way. So all of that being said, would you join me in welcoming our very own Lizzie Karen this morning? That was a lot. <laughs> Good morning. Like Zach said, my name is Lizzie. Some of you probably know me as that girl from admissions or marketing or that girl that takes pictures everywhere. Um, honestly, all those are great. One of my favorite parts of my job is that I actually get to help capture some of your college moments and experiences. Um, so, because I'm a photos person, these are actually some examples of some fun moments from this year so far. so cute. <laughs> so fun. I love it so much. Um, and I promise that I will show so many more photos as we go today. But can you guys do me a favor this morning? Can you engage with me for the next 20, 25 minutes? Um, I promise that I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be authentic of where I am and where I've been, um, and I'm going to show you more photos. If I use a churchy word, I'll explain it. Um, I know sometimes we can use a lot of words that you may not understand, so if I use one, I'll try and explain it. Um, so does that sound good? Yeah. Thank you. Um, okay, so a little context, because I think that just helps. Like, I know not ev all of you know me. Um, so a little context about me as we get started. Um, I grew up in a very competitive household. Um, maybe some of you can relate. Um, and I have two siblings. Ben, can you show some slides? So Sam and Ben. Ben's actually a senior here. Um, some of you may know him. <laughs> I like to take some sisterly privilege at times. For the record, he runs slides, so he could have removed these if he didn't actually like them. So here's some fun pictures of baby Ben. Um, I was a three-sport athlete in high school. Primarily, I played softball. Um, so I played softball in high school. I also played soccer. Um, and softball here at Central, and I played soccer. I was a goalie. Um, and I also, technically, I played basketball. And guys, I lettered. I want to be really honest, I was terrible. Like, I was so bad. Um, my coach had this philosophy, if you can call it that, that if you just keep throwing it as hard as you can at my face, eventually I would learn to catch it. That did not happen, um, did not happen. Unrelatedly though, I'm actually pretty good at dodgeball, um, <laughs> but it's clearly not connected. Um, so I grew up in a Christian house. My parents did their best. There was a lot of issues, but they did their best with what we had. Um, and I accepted Jesus as a kid. But honestly, for me, it was more about that I got to go to heaven and that I just had to be polite. Like, oh, you're polite, you know, Jesus, you get to go to heaven. It was really a way for me not to go to hell, and Jesus was a cool enough guy that he made that possible. Um, maybe this sounds familiar for some of you. I think for a lot of us that that's our perspective of Jesus, that he's this rad dude that who in case hell is real, we don't have to go there. And that's 
pretty awesome. But for me, at least, it broke down when life got really hard. Because life gets hard. And when we feel scared and we don't know what to do, where do we go if Jesus is only here for us when we die? So have y'all felt that? Maybe part of it is because we don't know how to acknowledge or sit in the junk in our lives, or when things get hard, we don't know how to deal with that. Maybe it could also be because we think we're the only ones. So we're going to do a little activity. Don't worry, you don't have to do that much. Um, but can my helpers that are going to hand stuff out start helping? Um, so everybody is going to get a piece of paper. If you have a pen, pull one out. Otherwise, we have some for you. Some piece of paper. Also, can we get the house lights a little bit higher? Sorry, should have warned you, Chris. Um, so everybody's going to get a piece of paper. And as those get handed out, we have some more photos for you to appreciate. Floating head. So cute. <laughs> okay. Um, they're all uh, handed out, but there should be other people that still have some. We should have more than. Okay, if you are missing a pen or a piece of paper, please raise your hands. Yep. Just pens, raise your hand. Cool, we're getting close. Please do not let yourself get poked in the eye with a pen. Zach. 
effect. Okay, does everybody have a pen and a piece of paper? <laughs> okay, almost there. Clicky pens was a good idea. Nope. Okay, we are almost there. Okay, it looks like we are all handed out. So can I get your attention back, please? Okay, guys, we are ready to keep going. Can we come back? I know that was a lot. Okay. So what's going to happen now? You now all have, or hopefully, have a piece of paper that has 13 questions on it. So I'm going to read some questions, and I'm going to ask that if it is true of you, it's, if it's normally true of you, um, or has been true of you recently, to check yes. And if not, check no. Um, something to keep in mind, do not write your name on this piece of paper, friends. Do not do it. This needs to be anonymous for this to be safe for us all. So do not write it. If you already wrote it, rip it off, like rip that part off. It's okay. Just don't write your name on it, okay? Cool. Okay, question number one. I will read them, but they will also be up on the screen for those of you that are visual processors versus auditory. They'll be up there. Question number one, are you regularly anxious? Question number two, are you afraid of disappointing people in your life, parents, teachers, friends, and significant others? Number three, have you experienced abuse physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually? These are going to get rough, guys. Number four, do you feel like you are dependent on a substance, thing, or person to get through a normal day? Number five, do you feel like the only reason you matter to anyone is because of your athletic achievement or personal performance? Doesn't have to be known. Number six, have you struggled with depression? Number seven, number seven, have you had suicidal thoughts or suicidal ideations in the last couple of years? Number eight, are you angry with God? Number nine, are you scared what would happen to me or my partner if we got pregnant? Number 10, number 10, guys, do you feel like even God can't fix the mess that you are or the mess that you're in? 
Number 11, do you feel like you are wearing a mask because if anyone knew the real you, they wouldn't care anymore? That one's less funny. Number 12, do you or have you ever felt like you will encounter violence or discrimination based on how you look? And number 13, has there been a question that you've been scared that I would ask? That uh, you would be scared that you had to check yes to? If so, check yes. Number 13, if there's a question that you were scared that I was going to ask, that's that one. Okay, they're going to be up on the screen for those that missed any. But now, hear me. We're going to crinkle them up. And the, our friends that helped pass them out, it's a really therapeutic sound. I really like that. Okay. You're going to have buckets. Put them in one of the buckets. And as they collect those, hey, Ricky. Oh, thanks. There's going to be some more pictures. Am I? Okay. Okay, guys, as we keep looking at photos, they are going to be re-handing out new pieces of paper for you. So take one and keep handing them out, and then I'll give some more directions. Can I get one before I forget? 
thank you. Okay, if you don't have a piece of paper, please raise your hand. Okay, we're getting close. <laughs> that was really funny. Okay, anybody else still waiting for one? Okay, a couple over here. Over here's good? Nice. Okay, is anybody else still waiting? Okay. Okay, looks like that's everybody. So, now, you all have your new piece of paper. If you haven't, you can uncrinkle them. Um, but now, as a community, we get an opportunity to literally step into the shoes of our people. So, I'm going to ask the questions again, and if, let me find my questions, um, and if the person who filled out your sheet said yes, I'm going to ask that you stand up. It's, it's anonymous. We know it's not, we know it's not you. It'll go fast. So if they said yes, please stand up. Does that make sense? Okay. Question number one. Hey, guys. This will go fast. Question number one, if they said yes to are you regularly anxious, please stand up. And this is not an eyes down, heads bowed, look around. Look around as we do this. Okay, thank you, you can sit back down. Question number two, if they said yes to question number two, which was, are you afraid of disappointing people in your life? Parents, teachers, and significant others, stand up. Yeah. Okay, sit back down. Question number three, have you experienced abuse? Stand up if they said yes. Yeah. 
Okay, you can sit back down. Question number four. Do you feel like you are dependent on a substance, thing, or person to get through an normal day? Stand up. Okay, thank you. You can sit back down. Question number five. Stand up if they said yes to question number five. Do you feel like the only reason you matter to anyone is because of your athletic achievement or personal performance? Yeah. Okay, you can sit back down. Question number six. Stand up if they said yes to question number six, that they have struggled with depression. Yeah. Okay, thank you. You can sit back down. Question number seven. Stand up if they said yes to question number seven, that they have struggled with suicide or suicidal thoughts. Guys, look around. This is serious. This is suicidal thoughts. Okay, thank you. You can sit back down. Question number eight. Stand up if they said yes to question number eight, that they are angry with God. Yeah. Thank you. You can sit back down. Question number nine. Stand up if they said yes. To, are you scared what would happen if me or my partner got pregnant? Stand up if they said yes to number nine. Okay. Thank you. You can sit back down. Oh, I'm supposed to be standing for that. Question number ten. Stand up if they said yes to do you feel like even God can't fix the mess that you are or the mess that you're in? Thank you. You can sit back down. Question number 11. Do you feel like you are wearing a mask because if anyone knew the real you, they wouldn't care anymore? Stand up if they said yes to number 11. Yep. Thanks. You can sit back down. Two more. We're almost done. Question number 12, stand up if they said yes to do you or have you ever felt scared you will encounter violence or discrimination based on how you look? Yeah. Thank you. You can sit back down. And question number 13, was there a question that you were scared was going to be asked? Stand up if they said yes. Thank you. You guys can sit back down. I feel like we have to take a breath after that. That was a lot. Helpers, you're good. We're done. Um, first, I just want to say thank you for being real. It would have been really easy to just not answer or not stand up. Um, so I just want to say thank you for answering truthfully. Honestly, that was the part I was most terrified for this whole thing, was to do this and everyone just stand and look at me. Like, and be like, ooh, this is great. So just thank you. But second, for a moment, can we think about what it felt like to stand in our peer shoes and our teammates and our hallmates and our roommates and saying knowing one of my people is struggling with these things. That was a lot. Or maybe what it felt like to have, know that someone else was standing up for you in those things. To know that even in our at times itty bitty little community, we aren't alone. I don't know if you're like me, but if when someone says you're not alone, I just want to punch them. 
like, stop. You don't know me. You don't know my story. But here, we can actually say, at least in this minute, with those things, we aren't alone. And that's powerful. Did you know that one of the main tactics of the enemy is to convince you that you're alone, that no one will understand, that your problems are too big, and that you just have to keep it locked away, because if anybody knew, you wouldn't be loved, or you'd be ostracized from your team, that no one would care about you. Because guess what happens when we fall for that, guys? Anger and insecurity and shame and fear and inadequacy. Those things, they will rot our brains and our hearts. They will cause us to self-destruct, to avoid others, to ruin our relationships and our lives, and to strive to prove that we're enough, whatever enough means. I hate good enough. I think it's a dumb phrase. However, when we choose not to live in that isolation and take the risk of being honest and authentic, there's freedom in that. The Bible even says that confession can heal us, which I promised if I used a churchy word, I'd explain it. So confession is a churchy word for sharing about the things that cause shame and fear or inadequacy or insecurity with a trusted person. Sometimes it gets made into this super religious-y thing or complicated, but at its core, it's choosing to not live under the shackles of shame and sin by letting your community and your people help you process and grow from those things. When we share those things, they don't have power over us. They can't define us anymore. And it can be a first step in freedom for us. That's honestly been my prayer for this, is that that was a first moment that even in all of the pieces of that, that it can be that, oh wow, even in suicide, I'm not alone. That there are people who here that get it and love me and care about me, and I'm not the only one struggling. So that was my prayer with that. But also, guys, we just all said some really big things. And where do we go with that? Don't worry, I'm not gonna use scripture as a religious band-aid and try and put a Jesus loves you over your trauma. It's rarely helpful. But, well, and I know that some of you don't follow or know Jesus or read his word. I get that, I know. And as I said earlier, I grew up in the church, but I didn't really get it. As a kid, I did accept Jesus as my savior, and that was great, and I thank the Lord for that. I went to church, I owned a Bible, I went to youth group, and honestly, I was a pretty good kid, but I didn't know Jesus. I knew church, and I knew Christians, which sometimes, sometimes Christians are great, guys, but sometimes they're the worst. Um, and I knew how to act, but I didn't know Jesus or his love for me, and that it wasn't just for me to go to heaven, but really for every day from now until then, it's about all of that. Maybe some of this sounds familiar to you. Maybe you grew up in church, and you knew people that proclaimed the name of Jesus, and some they were probably the best. But some are probably the ones that hurt you the worst, and I'm sorry for that. Or maybe you're angry at God because you prayed for a miracle. You prayed for your dad or your mom or your grandma or your grandpa or your cousin or your sibling. It didn't happen. They didn't get better. Maybe the only people you knew that proclaimed the name of Jesus are the most racist, sexist, and mean people you've ever met. Maybe you didn't know anything about God until you got in this room in chapel. And it just feels like a lot of broken people talking about stories maybe you don't understand or recognize. And honestly, from various points in my life, I can say me too. But guys, guess what I found out? Those things and people, they aren't Jesus. None of these on their own have the power to comfort or heal us like God actually can. A relationship that ends at the end of church or youth group or chapel, that version's going to fall flat, y'all. 
if it's a relationship that we don't go to daily, sometimes moment by moment, it leads to these lackluster versions of God that don't have any power. They can't help us when we're feeling, when we're struggling with any of those things. If you, in this, you end up with Jesus as exclusively your savior. And that's good. That's a huge step for a lot of people. But if that's where it ends, you're missing out, guys. I'm hoping that this year the theme of Jesus is has helped you kind of wrestle and question with some of those concepts of, okay, who is Jesus? What is his character? Is it more than just a skit you see online or something you read in a book? For me, that came in high school. My soccer coach is a guy named Corey, and Corey showed me that Jesus was more than just about heaven. And he was just a guy that died for me who was super cool. But he showed me what living a life following Jesus actually looked like. He taught me it's possible to do hard things and not give up. The guy was a really, really big fan of soccer run suicide runs. Maybe soccer players can get that. Um, and goalies had twice as much conditioning. Not that that's really relevant, but it was a lot of running, so it felt important. But in spite of that, God used him and a couple more people in my life to reveal a major difference in the version of God that I worshiped at church on Sunday or at youth group and the guy Corey talked about because they weren't the same person. This, I worshiped, it was very transactional. I showed up and I got to go to heaven. This one was a dude who loved me enough to die for me, even though he didn't have to, but also enough to show up for me when I was uh, broken and when I needed help. And can I just say, as someone who, I thought I got it, guys. I, I did all the things. It was terrifying to realize I missed the point. Terrifying. I grew up in church. I prayed. I did the things. I was polite. But I didn't get it. But can I tell you what happened after that wake-up call? Things started to change. When I was lonely and anxious, he comforted me. When I felt unloved and unlovable, he said that I was chosen and he brought people into my life to invest in me and remind me of my worth. Maybe for some of you, that's central. After college, when I got sick, and I honestly thought it was the end of basically all good things in my life, he comforted me. And he taught me that in spite of that illness, he could and would still be with me and had good plans for me. He told me and taught me that I don't have to live in fear, insecurity, anger, or shame. I don't have to live there anymore. And a crazy part that honestly, I don't have time to get into guys, but that same illness that I thought was the end, he healed my body of y'all. And I don't say that flippantly. I have tests, results from a doctor that can prove it. That's something you don't get better from. Autoimmune disorders don't tend to just disappear, but he healed my body. And another crazy piece is we didn't realize this until after I'd already agreed to do this today. Today is the two-year anniversary of that healing, which is crazy. And it's, oh, guys, it's so crazy. If you want to hear that story sometimes, sometime ask. I'd love to tell it because Jesus is just so cool. But we live in a world where bad things happen. We live in a world where we have to answer yes to some of those questions that we wish we didn't have to. We live in a world of hard things. And frankly, without Jesus or our community to help us and support us, I don't know how we're supposed to do it. So here's my invitation. If that's your story too, maybe you knew about God, maybe you grew up in church, maybe you said a prayer at the end of a service, but you went home and nothing changed. Somebody's gonna come up and lead some songs um, and we're gonna have some time to think and process and pray. 
We talked about some hard stuff, y'all. Like, we talked about hard stuff, and I, I get that, so I just want to invite you to use this time how you need. Um, I assume this isn't going to be every chapel, but after I pray, you are going to be dismissed. So use side doors, not back. You guys have learned by now the back doors are loud. But I just want to encourage you to, if you feel like you should maybe stay, to stay. If you have the tightening in your chest or in your stomach, and you're like, I just don't know what to do. I need to process. I just encourage you to stay. You don't have to. You're dismissed. But I just encourage you to think about it. And there'll be people or space up here all around, but I just encourage you to pray with each other, to confess. As Zach talked about last week, this is an opportunity where you can repent with one another. And you know one of the crazy parts about when I was healed? It was probably the least reverent moment of my entire life, y'all. It wasn't at an altar. It wasn't even in church. Frankly, I was doing homework on my couch, watching a live stream of some church service. And somebody got up on stage, her name was Tiffany, and she said, hey, I feel like we're supposed to just pray for people with autoimmune disorders. And I went, huh, Jesus, that'd be cool. I literally did finger guns. It's embarrassing. But, and I, it was literally not a big deal. And I went, cool, that'd be sick. And I kept reading, and I kept doing my homework. And then the next day, my medicine disappeared, which is pretty weird. When you have an autoimmune disorder, you don't lose your medicine. But it was gone. And I literally was such not a big deal that I didn't realize I was better until six days later. And I was like, oh, guys, I feel good. This shouldn't be happening. But it was. So it doesn't have to be a mountaintop moment. It can literally just be chapel. It can be at 2 a.m. in your dorm rooms tonight. And honestly, at times it's been all of the above. But there's room for whatever you need. So I'm gonna pray and then go Good luck in all of your things. Um, so let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for this community. And God, I just pray that we will experience what is the love and depth and width of who you are and not just as our Savior. We thank you that you did come and that you did die for us to save us, but we thank you that that's not the end that you have so much more for us than just viewing you as a savior. So God, I pray for these students. I pray for them today that you will just continue to reach them and meet them where they are at. And God, I just pray that you will move in ways you can only move. 